it's cool how many episodes we've done and how many more we've got lined up, you know? It's kind of exciting. Right? This is, this is a lot of fun. Because I feel like most podcasts, like, they do this thing where it's like, there's this one study where, not study, but like statistic where most podcasts fail after before the first 10 episodes. I messed up that sentence, but you got <laughs> we got to the end. Most yeah. podcasts fail or stop before the first 10 episodes are out. Which happened with Booyah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think we got we have five or seven. This will be eight, nine. After this yeah. session, next week is going to be our 10th uh, episode special. It's going to be Jackson bring us to the end zone. Exactly. <laughs> There's going to be balloons and everything. Uh, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Not a balloons. Not balloons. We learned uh, about be, this. No. <laughs> dang it. Uh, there's going to be uh, k- kazoos. I meant that's what I meant. Kazoos. <laughs> that sounds great to me. <laughs> hey, quick warning to our listeners. This episode's going to be sad. Hi, I'm Bradley Miller. I'm Hank Farr. And this is No Good Ideas. In this podcast, we explore all kinds of awful ideas throughout history and pop culture. <laughs> From lousy leadership decisions to PR disasters, we're going to cover it all. Sorry, I tried to do a bit where I like sounded sad because the episode is sad, but I'm not good enough at like fake crying or acting. So I'm dropping the bit halfway through, which probably sounds just like awful. I'm sorry. I tried. And maybe <laughs> abandoning the bit along the way. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we checking out today? Uh, we're going to discuss, and the, the reason why I say the story is sad is because when I looked at the story, I was like, oh, um, this isn't, this, I mean, the title of it's silly. It's not going to be that sad, but it is, um, <laughs> it's a story that takes place in one of your favorite cities of all time. Um, Boston, mass. Yeah, baby. We are talking about the great molasses flood. Oh my gosh, that like yeah. it could only be like funnier or more whimsical if it was a chocolate flood, right? Exactly. I mean, like, it's just the idea. The reason why, like I said, the reason why I chose this is because the idea of a molasses flood is funny to me. Like what like molasses is like the stereotypical slow thing. You think of like sloths and like, I don't know, the TSA line Snails. and snails and molasses like if someone was taking a long time to like get ready to go somewhere you'd be like what are you molasses it wouldn't be a funny joke but you can say that (laughs) like so the idea of a molasses flood to me was like oh this is gonna be great content for a comedy podcast this is gonna be perfect (laughs) then i did research oh my god (laughs) yeah i remember i haven't actually learned about this so with most of these things, we kind of surprise each other with the info. Um, that's why mm-hmm. one of us leads the research. So the other is generally like a little in the dark. So they're learning about it as they go. I have learned yeah. a little bit about this on um, Freedom Trail tours in Boston, which are the best. If you ever go to Boston, if you can like get a reservation ahead of time, um, do a Freedom Trail tour. Because there's just this long kind of pathway where they go through and talk about all the different historical interesting things of Mm -hmm. um boston and so the molasses flood was one of those things but it wasn't very in-depth like it was just a couple of sentences like oh yeah and this street is where this happened all right let's keep moving (laughs) you know like so i'm excited to learn more about it because it did it was one of those things that actually probably one of only a couple things that i like concretely specifically remember from that tour so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's I, I remember we didn't do we didn't do that tour when we went right. We just kind of like walked. Yeah, we just, we kind, just, of we just kind of walked around. Walked around because I think 
I'm trying to remember. I think it was because our schedule wasn't like super concrete when we went there. Right. For context, Bradley and I did a road trip up through New England and saw a couple of my friends that were in Maine. And you can and listen Vermont. to it on That's ben right. Trip yeah, in we the did podcast. a podcast for it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and so we visited Boston one day. We did not do a Freedom Trail tour, but we we saw the the highlights of that wonderful little town. Boston is mm-hmm. awesome. I really like Boston. I was not expecting it to like it as much as I did, but just I don't know. It just didn't seem like a city. They go with low expectations and it actually works better for it. It surprises you. Mm -hmm. You Exactly. Uh, Because people always think of Boston as like this, like super like tough city of like, oh, I'm going to punch you in the face. I'm a I'm a Bostonian. Yeah, I'm going to pop my car and then cave in your freaking skull kind of thing. Exactly. (laughs) That was a great Bostonian accent. I, don't know, I probably muddled it with New York like halfway through or something. I'm bad at stink. Oh, you don't want to you don't want to mix those up. Bostonians hate <laughs> know, New York. That, that's that's yeah. why I'm doing a disclaimer. That, like, hey, if I messed it up, don't find me and kill me, please. <laughs> <laughs> that was a perfect burp. Thank you. Uh, speaking of perfect burps, uh, that has nothing to do with it, but I just I want to move on. Let's get started and talk about the great molasses flood uh, of Boston. So, yeah, like I said, it's going to be sad, but. Also, it's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> so the Great Molasses Flood, this takes place in the north end of Boston, uh, mm-hmm. which, uh, Hank, you probably agree with me, is uh, super Italian now, right? Yeah, Little Italy. It is like... It's little Italy. I remember the first time I went on a tour through there, um, my sister and I, so I was in like seventh grade, and we're standing on a street corner. And I was like, let's count the amount of Italian restaurants that we can see just in like from the the four streets that we can see because they're kind of wavy so they turn so the the like horizon line i guess isn't far you know you can uh, we counted like 23 you know in like in like in the four-way intersection there's like 23 italian restaurants visible and there's a lot more than one four-way intersection in that part of boston (laughs) there are so many it is it's just absurd it's crazy. Why? I mean, I understand the idea of Little Italy, but if you're going to build an Italian restaurant, you might want to do it in a place where there isn't an Italian <laughs> restaurant. I'm just thinking yeah. from a business sense. Yeah, yeah it, that's that's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I've always wondered yeah. how they compete with one another, which I guess that like at, at some point there's so many options that mm-hmm. it's really hard to actually like be at an advantage. Exactly. You know, because anybody going there is just going to be like, shoot, ah, uh, we got to just flip a coin on like, or roll a dice. You can't flip a a 27 sided (laughs) coin. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) For this street area. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So that's just basically where this takes place. It doesn't really have to, it's not really an Italian story, but I just wanted to reminisce on going to little Italy. Um, So, but the North end of Boston was home to purity distilling co. uh, And they were basically, a distilling company they were turning molasses into alcohol to make rum um and so here's here's a little little science lesson uh, from a guy who uh, spoiler isn't a scientist and it's probably going to get some stuff wrong so if i'm wrong let me know uh let me know please so molasses uh, comes from sugarcane it's the liquid byproduct from making sugar from sugarcane and it's boiled down and it's caramelize and it's brown and sticky and it can have like molasses cookies and it's really yummy um so it's basically it's sugar and water um it's super slow and it makes it perfect for like bacteria to grow and for it to become alcohol okay and so 
the process of becoming alcohol creates a lot of other products that you don't really want. You want ethanol. Um, you go through like a boiling, vaporizing, condensing process to purify the product, but it also can create methanol, which is bad. Uh, if you just have like a little bit of methanol and you ingest it, it can make you blind or it can kill you. Uh, so, or it can just turn little... you into Walter White. Yeah, from that, the hit that, show that's... Breaking Bad. That's not, it's not that he doesn't make methanol. They're the same thing because they have the same first four letters. No, no, no. That's, um, well, I mean, I'm not a scientist. I can't really prove you wrong. Exactly. Oh, dang it. Yeah, I guess you're yeah, right. So I got uh, you that there. Breaking Bad show where, t- where he makes methanol. <laughs> that thing that everyone wants. <laughs> <laughs> they can't get enough of it, Jesse. Jesse. <laughs> mm hmm. Uh, so the majority of the alcohol that was made by purity distilling, it wasn't for consumption, but instead, uh, this is okay. So this is right when prohibition was starting to come in. So this is like at the, Oh really? I thought it happened way. I thought this happened in like the 1700s. No, this was in the 1900s. I I, I never processed this happened early 1900s, um, which I was going to get into a little bit later, but yeah, this was right when prohibition was coming in. So they started, uh, they were originally making rum and then they're transitioning to making uh, alcohol for explosives. Um, uh, they're doing it. What was it called? Oh, my gosh. It's like silent gunpowder or something like that. I forgot to write it down. Mm. Uh, but the explosive required a lot of alcohol, which meant uh, a lot of molasses. So they had to basically find a way uh, for the purity distilling company to keep all of this molasses. Uh, so, Hank, if you had to... Uh, uh, basically, I don't know, find a way to store 2 million gallons of molasses, what would you do? So, I mentioned earlier that I think this could only be funny and more whimsical if there was a chocolate flood. Do any of you know of it? I think it was referenced in some book somewhere or like TV show, like it was talked about as a prominent part of something that this character wanted. There was a, ne- a Nesquik ad where there was a pool of Nesquik and the, the carrot like they said that you could get a tour of the Nesquik factory in this in the ad. So this character assumed there was a pool of Nesquik he could jump into. And like his arc in the book was real or something. I can't remember what it was. It was a long time ago. It, his arc was I realizing no that talking about that would be. Yeah. So he just realized that would be disgusting swimming in a pool of chocolate milk. Like what, what are you going to drink it? The after your milk been? makes the pain go away. Uh, unless I don't know. I feel like it'd be pretty gross if you just dunk your whole body in it. So anyway, true molasses pool i think that would probably be the most horrific <laughs> awful way to drown <laughs> oh my gosh Ever? just doing like a a dive straight in and then like half of your body is like in and then just stops like your butt's just like out of the, the yeah. molasses it's funny thinking about it first and then you realize that you drown very quickly that's actually like really scary uh, oh um you can have a scuba thing just wear okay you got a scuba scuba thing there you go there you go that works yeah so yeah scuba molasses pool which with really extra slow swimming um exactly that's a good workout yeah that would be um so that's that's what that's what i'm saying i would do but it would probably have to be like a pretty big pool because two million gallons sounds like a lot yeah so they kind of went with a similar idea not a pool but they went with a giant tank that was 50 feet high and 90 feet across it was a wow. tank it was in boston it was filled with molasses it could fit two million gallons of molasses two million so up until now 
there weren't really any bad ideas. And that was something that I was kind of worried about going into this episode because I was like, oh, if it's just a flood, if it's just something weird that happened. <laughs> if something weird happened, it's not necessarily a bad idea. But then yeah. I did a little research and I was like, oh, this is where the bad idea comes <laughs> in. So this tank that, again, was 50 feet high, 90 feet across, it was going to be filled with molasses. It was never tested. They never tested. They never filled up with water or anything to make sure it would stay like it all stay in or leak or anything, because as soon as they finished, they're going to get a shipment of molasses in like a few days. So they didn't have time to test it. So they literally just built it and are like, all right, we're good. Let's bring in the molasses. Oh, and so it was like the integrity of the structure was never like insured or anything. And as so as soon as they got shipment, um, molasses was seen to be leaking from the tank. Oh, my gosh. So this. Yeah. Yeah. So this the, the problems were showing from the get go here. And so if you saw uh, molasses leaking from the tank, Hank, what would you do? Dwink it. I mean, that is something actually <laughs> the kids would do. They would literally go down oh. with like buckets and they would fill up like the leaking molasses to like bring home. Oh, that's funny, actually. OK, that's interesting. Yeah, that's. That's a fun little tidbit. That yeah, that is. Okay. Yeah. But so, oh gosh. Um, you know, take some chewing gum, just plug it closed. I mean, that's essentially also what they did. Oh, really? <laughs> they, <laughs> to fix it, they painted like a brown rust around it to make it seem like it was rusting. And so you couldn't tell exactly where it was the molasses was leaking from. So from a distance, it's like, oh, it's just kind of a rusty old tank. And then you look like, oh, some of it's actually just leaking molasses. So they just but they painted it to make it look like it wasn't. That's so stupid. Are you kidding? <laughs> right? So they, they decided to deal with a potentially hazardous, massive problem with artistic liberty. Exactly. Just, that's crazy. Yeah. What? Imagine being the artist commissioned to work on that piece. <laughs> it's, should I be doing this? I don't know. I am an artist, so I need to get money somehow. No shame. No shame. You know? Yeah. Wow. That's that's so stupid. So they totally turned a blind eye and they didn't fix any of the problems. And that's where the bad idea comes in. That's it's yeah. like, boom, that's bad. Um, so that's that's crazy. I also thinking about like the kids like coming home with like buckets of molasses that they like literally literally stand on the edge and just kind of like fill it up. Yeah. Like, what would you do with a bucket of molasses? I was about to say that. Like, I was wondering <laughs> if like they just had like a cup because like I've seen molasses jars before. And for molasses cookies, you take like, I don't know, a couple tablespoons or yeah, something. It's not that it. much. It's you, You're not taking some huge quantity of it. You're not taking a bucket's worth of it. So like it's not something you can eat on its own. It doesn't taste that good on its own. Yeah, I've never tried it, but like. I feel like isn't um what's it called Marmite like a similar similar thing? It's like a British form of oh, that. Oh, like not Vegemite, but something else. Yeah, it's like maybe it's not. I could be totally wrong. Again, um, I remember that there was there was a short by the guy who made um, uh, ASDF movie. Let me look it up. Okay, it's uh, yes. Uh, okay, what's so his name? byproduct of beer brewing. Oh, it's it's. I think it's something totally different then. Yeah. Uh, okay well you know what never mind i just know that I, i'm pretty sure it tastes really bad and it like it looked vaguely similar to me as a kid it's it's kind of it's and like it's different but it's kind of similar in the sense that it is a byproduct like mm -hmm. molasses is a byproduct from making like sugar yeah. from sugar canes and you get That's that true. so same idea you weren't okay. totally wrong um but yeah 
So this is a we're in January of 1919, and this is where things take a turn for the sticky. Oh, uh, yeah. This is a uh, buckle up. Remember at the beginning of this episode when I said things were about to get sad? We're about 15 minutes in. <laughs> oh, boy, we're it's going to get sad <laughs> up in here. Um, so about 500,000 gallons of molasses were pumped into the tank. There was a shipment coming in. Um, it's basically coming in at max capacity. Uh, and for reasons that are still debated, we don't know why exactly why this happened. The tank burst. And I've got a couple theories. You have a couple theories. I'll, I'll come into uh, <laughs> a few of the uh, reasons why people think uh, 26 millions of pounds of molasses filled the streets of Boston. Steel and metal from the tank was launched and crashed into nearby buildings. And here's the th- here's the thing. I say here's the thing a lot, but like this is insane. When you think of molasses, you think if it's like, oh, it's slow, like we said earlier. But there were waves of molasses, 25 foot waves traveling 35 miles an hour. It crushed everything in its way. And we crap. So let's talk about why this happened. Uh, Like I said, still being debated, uh, but molasses is thick and it has a lot of potential energy and a lot of the energy is being pushed at the bottom um, so a lot of pressure is at the bottom of the tank and also reported. I don't know if this is true, that there is a sudden change in temperature from the day before and the day mm. after. So the temperature it was like two degrees one day and then went to 40 the next day. Oh, and okay. so uh, molasses can very easily like melt, um, not in like harden up. And also, since it was cold, when you bring in that new shipment of the 500,000 gallons that was coming in, it's going to change, like, the viscosity, is that the word, yeah. of uh, the molasses, which, what, so it's going to be really runny. Oh. And then once it bursts, it hits that cold Boston air in the winter. This is in January. Yeah. And it's going to harden as it crashes through that the streets so of Boston. Oh, my God. It is so scary. So, like, we joke and be like, oh, it's molasses. Where you, you, well, you could just run from it. No, this is a serious thing that happened. Um, it's going to envelop you and then freeze. And it hardened up and it trapped people in the streets. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. So, let's talk about why you think it, this happened. So, what are your theories? <laughs> oh, well, I was just going to say that the tank was leaky. It cl- Something clearly didn't work, you know? Like, there's some sort of something, you know, it's it's a liquid it's pushing it's got forces in it. it's pushing out against the tank if it's not built properly which it clearly wasn't and they never tested it it's gonna you know yeah so. it's, it's to be scientific it's gonna yeah exactly and it totally did it, it didn't just go like it went like like it was just just an aggressive uh horrifying wet fart of a tank this is a wet fart of a tragedy <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the people that uh, drowned in frozen molasses would like to differ. <laughs> you think that, yeah, somebody's, you know, f- drowning there. The molasses is frozen out them. They know they're going to die. They just think, what a wet fart of a day, man. <laughs> Boston Globe reports wet fart of a day. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like they trusted this one a little too much. No good ideas. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
I have speaking of like news, I have some quotes. This is a quote from the Boston Post about uh, the event. Molasses waist deep covered the street and swirled and bubbled about the wreckage here and there struggled to form whether it was an animal or human being impossible to tell. Only an upheaval, a thrashing about in a sticky mass showed where any life was. Horses died like so many flies on sticky flypaper. The more they struggled, the deeper in the mess they were ensnared. Human beings, men and women, suffered likewise. Jesus. Right? Ah. That's a, what? Imagine my, like, joy coming in, like, oh, we're going to talk about sugar, and, like, it's going to be a great episode topic. And then I get to this quote, and I'm like, oh, my God. Undistinguishable I am, form suffering. I am <laughs> a shell of a man. Ah. Wow. I want to hear... I want to hear from a quote from a Smithsonian article about a child experience. The child doesn't die in this. I don't okay. think. Um, okay. but this is a quote of uh, someone named Anthony Distasio. Uh, walking homeward with his sisters from the Michelangelo school was picked up by the wave and carried tumbling on its crest among almost as though he was surfing. Then he grounded and the molasses rolled him like a pebble as the waves diminished. He heard his mother call his name and couldn't answer. His throat was so clogged with the smothering goo. He passed out, then opened his eyes to find three of his four sisters staring at him. I'm surprised he lived. Yeah. <laughs> That's so terrifying. It is. Gosh, what what do, you, what do you think is happening when you see that? You're like, you're walking home from school and it's just like, what you you see you see gigantic like black slash brown like you couldn't process wave. that yeah yeah you're just kind of like i think it's my time <laughs> this is this is a sign yeah yeah there's 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 no there's no coincidence here this is it this is what's supposed yeah. to be happening to me because yeah I exactly <laughs> i cannot explain even a little bit of what is going on right now <laughs> exactly so that's I, that's probably what i would think you just go Wow. Yes. Huh. That makes that makes sense, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Seems about right. Weird watercolor today in yeah. the streets. Tuesdays, man. Yeah. Or Sundays. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it was a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I don't I don't know. Maybe it was a Monday, Garfield. Um anyway. <laughs> I hate Mondays. First my namesake died on a Monday, then a massive uh wave of suffering gooey sticky sugary suffering killed how many how many people died and i was gonna get to that 21 people died and about 150 people were injured that's a lot that's really bad it's a lot of people considering i didn't know anyone was gonna die in this going into it (laughs) (laughs) that is a lot of people yeah wow so this company they went out of business right the local residents actually so the they sued the U.S. Industrial Alcohol Company, which bought Purity Distilling, distilling right before this happened. Um, so they, they're like, they went to court. Uh, the company said that this is true. The company said that the tank, the reason why it burst is because it was blown up by anarchists. Right? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's not good. That's... Uh, do, you, do you, when you think of uh, possible ways that this could blow up was that one of them like hey someone just came in and is like i'm gonna i'm gonna wreak havoc <laughs> just, just like some anarchist is just seeing a molasses tag just like yes finally a kid is like I, a little kid with a bucket it's like i need more molasses <laughs> <laughs> like i mean explosives weren't 
that like advanced like i don't want to say advanced that's not the right word because they could blow there were bombs mm-hmm. you know at that time a point in time but like that can't have been super easily successful or accessible to get something that could create an explosion like that and rig it up with it, nobody noticing and you know that just does that just does not seem possible especially i think in today's day and age with what we've seen people are capable of with making homemade explosives um maybe maybe that would mm. be possible but then it, for for what i know of the technology of that era that seems really implausible the only possible anarchist that i can think of is like an old-timey like movie villain that has like the handlebar mustache and like yeah. the cape and like the big top hat looks like an evil magician coming in like tiptoeing to the bomb uh, the the tank and has like one of those round bombs with like a fuse that's lit you <laughs> yeah, know what yeah, i'm talking yeah. about and he like tosses it and there's like a little like i don't know not even a sound effect because it was 1920 or 1919 so there was no sound yet um oh so this is post world yeah, war one even okay this is I, 1919 I it was before world war one okay so in that case i don't know i actually don't know what the stat the status of explosives one is in world war one so i'm gonna uh i don't yeah. really know either yeah, but I do like um, the idea of like you, you, it being you like, no more than me. That that does seem like a total movie villain plot. Just like, and now I will defeat all of Boston with this molasses tank. Ah! And then he That's throws a, the bomb, and you know, I think we've talked about this before, but that was a really good Doofenshmirtz impression, dude. Oh yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my standard villain voice. I use I use that for yeah. the character Doctor V in uh, Superhero from Air. That's one of my animated short films. YouTube.com backslash. Yeah, we're not talking about that now. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> no, I now's not do, the time to plug. <laughs> I, I could try to do uh, a doof. I've I've done a doofenshmirtz very successfully before, but it, I struggle to replicate it perfectly. Um, so like, and now I will use my molassesinator. And that's so good. That's <laughs> thank so you. good. Okay, I got oh my god! That time and got and some then goosebumps. <laughs> Perry the platypus. Perry the Bostonian platypus. And oh my he, god! And he's the okay. I tried to think of. I considered for a second attempting to do the Perry's rattling noise with the Boston sound effect, but that's just. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't like a Bostonian Perry. Yeah, I don't know how that would work because it, it's kind of like the kind of thing, but I don't know how you. Yeah, that's not. That's not a you can't can add an accent to that. But like Doofenshmirtz with a Boston accent. I don't know how I could do that. I'm not that good. But yeah, like, like that's a total Doofenshmirtz plot. Like, and now I will flood the entire city of Boston with a f- waves of molasses. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dark when you say that just because it actually happened. <laughs> like, can you say like the events of like other like natural tragedies in that? Like, Oh, gosh. Uh, g- give me a couple. Yeah, because like the thing is that most of his don't like kill people. They just start exactly weird plots like where he's going to turn all the flowers, make all the flowers ugly in town. So everybody's unhappy or something like I can think of like attacks that I think would be funny, but I don't want to have on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> and now I will force our colonies out from under our grip with incredible taxation. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. That's so good. Uh, I wish I wish I could do voices. It's, it's fun so to be able to apply them to that. 
<laughs> yeah, I just I wish I could just like go into like a silly voice and like make things fun. Anyway, so 21 people died and 150 people were injured. Um, and now I will kill 21 people and injure 150 people. <laughs> Doofenshmirtz just going off the rails. <laughs> like, I think it's going to be like a funny little like thing, but he's just like, I will kill Harry the Platypus. <laughs> I will extinguish the lives of almost two dozen people. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, so uh, they sued uh, the U.S. Industrial Alcohol Co. Uh, the company paid... $628,000 in damages, which today equals to almost $9.5 million. That seems uh, low. It seems low, right? Yeah. Yeah. You'd, you'd think it would be worth more um, of ruining the north end of Boston <laughs> forever. Um, after this... Oh, I got something in my throat. After this happened, many laws governing construction were changed due to them building tanks of molasses that <laughs> they didn't know what they were doing when they I built them that. without being tested. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I was wondering, like, did OSHA exist at that point? Like, I don't think it did. Yeah. I wonder if that's kind of one of the things that brought that about. Maybe. You yeah. Know? So now when you build something like that, you have to have professional supervision of yeah. like an expert. Yeah. And then now there's like different types of like tanks of stuff like that, where it's like metal, like the thickness of the metal matters. Exactly, yeah, there's generally another layer or something outside of it. You know, I'm sure that there are rules against when your tank is leaking, making it look like it's rusting instead of fixing it. Like, what the hell? <laughs> That's insane. Hey man, it's the 20s. What are you going to do? <laughs> Gosh. Anyway, uh, so today, fast forward to today. Hold on, I'm going to cough when I turned away. <coughs> That was awesome, man. Let's see that again. Slow motion. Uh, <laughs> this is a podcast. We can't do that. <laughs> so let's fast forward to today. So today there's a plaque where the tank once stood detailing the event. And now there's like a recreation area. It's like a fun little get together. Um, but many Bostonians say that to this day on hot summer days, you can still smell the molasses from the great molasses flood. That's kind of spooky. The did you ever hear about that? You lived in Boston for a few years. Uh, well, really just one year. But I, I think I feel like I would have remembered that from the tour because that's like scary. The idea of mm -hmm. ghost molasses smell <laughs> like like th this molasses was something it was built different. This was not just molasses. This molasses was sentient out to kill and has an afterlife and haunts the streets of Boston. Like, I mean, I guess I'm sure that there's like chemical properties that maybe some molasses is somehow like maintained in the road. One thing I was wondering, how do they get rid of that? Uh, they use salt water. So the Boston police, Red Cross, Army and Navy all help to find people who are stuck in this molasses. And they use salt water to cut through the molasses. Hmm. Uh, but the immediate cleanup took like weeks, um, <laughs> like hundreds of people helped out. Uh, they had to clean the streets, trains, streetcars, payphones, homes. Uh, a Smithsonian article that was uh, mentioned before said that everything that a Bostonian touched was sticky. It got everywhere in that area. I mean, it's kind of that way anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, just because it's Boston. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to touch Boston. Yeah, exactly. You look at it. You don't you don't stick your grubby little mitts all over it. That's for it's them a to do. Not a toucher. <laughs> um, but. 
Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I'm surprised it even took like weeks. I would have thought like, I mean, God, that's that's a lot of molasses. What? What are you? Mm-hmm. That's insane. Well, that's just the me- the immediate cleanup. It took a long time for it to be back okay. to normal. They yeah. were still finding people like up until four months later, like dead bodies. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Ooh, that's that's no fun. Wow. It is no fun. That's what I was saying at the beginning. Did you not hear my disclaimer <laughs> yeah, at the top yeah, of this okay, episode? Yeah, you, you got me there. You, you, it proved you right. That is absolutely like, wow. <laughs> this is a little inside baseball. Uh, after this, we're going to be talking about Legos. So yes, like immediately that's after better. this. Yeah. <laughs> Something I was thinking about that I think would be funny is I like the idea of like, people nowadays remedying issues by just painting it to look like it's rusty so like let's say that your computer's not working <laughs> you call in the geek you squad. just paint you paint your screen on you know no but you, you call in the geek squad and you're like hey guys can you fix this my computer's not working like it, it keeps like the screen keeps bugging out and they're like okay yeah we'll handle it and you see them like one of them's got like a weird suitcase and it's kind of looking around and you're like okay and so you walk away and then you come back and they're just kind of like they turn your computer around they're like it's 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 all rusty it's, it's 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 all rusty. They've like and it's like they've they've pulled it open. They've like painted the motherboard rust, and you're like, but what? it's just like red watercolors on there. Like <laughs> exactly. it's not even yeah. like yeah. One of them has like like some paint on his face and his fingers, and he's just like like you know, <laughs> like you got to get it. Sorry, you got to get a new one. It got all you shouldn't have put so much water in it. It's like the it's like the guy who put beans in his computer and uh, asked somebody to come fix it. Have you seen that one? No. Did he just put beans in a computer? Yeah, and he it was filled just like... his PC case with beans. And then he had a, a Geek Squad guy come fix it. And the guy opens it up and he's like, did, did you know there were beans in here? And he's like, no. What? And the guy's like, this is beans. This is food. This doesn't come. So it's it's something like that. It's just like, like oh, your computer's all rusty. Or like like you send you bring your car into the shop and you're like, can you fix this? And they come out and they're like just painted the whole thing. It's like, sorry, your car is all rusty. We can't fix it. It's <laughs> that'll be two thousand dollars now. <laughs> exactly. It's it's a it's just it's art, man. Art costs money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so anywho. So that concludes our story about the great molasses flood that I'm not going to lie. wasn't that great. It wasn't yeah. that fun of a story. Yeah. It should be renamed to the unepic un- molasses flood. Yeah. Total f- uh, fail molasses flood. Epic fail. Add some 2010s meme sound effects. Uh, yeah. Okay. This is going to be a new thing that we're going to do at the end of every episode. Was this uh, a cute or a win or a fail? <laughs> <laughs> go with a win (laughs) (laughs) oh my god wow what a throwback 2010s ratings yeesh jeez ouch anywho now that my soul is completely left my body um we're supposed to talk about a question at the end of this i don't even know if i have any questions of besides like how would you stop a flood of molasses ravaging your city and now I will remove the molasses flooding with the demolasses floodinator. <laughs> that's how I do it. You could be, you could be. That's it. That's Doofenshmirtz coming in and He's saving the day. I don't even have an idea. My brain is completely empty. I'm like I said, I'm a shell of a man when I started this. <laughs> yep, I Ooh. think that's fair. It's a 
t- finding bodies four months later. That's grisly. Yeah. That's, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, on that note. You want to plug our stuff now? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. All right. So you can see stuff that's significantly more fun than the molasses flood of uh, 1918, 19, I forget the year already. 1919. 1919. Yeah. Much, much, much more fun than that. Um, unless you have a dark sense of humor, maybe it can't, it just can't beat that. Um, maybe I, this is peak comedy for you, in which case find other funny stuff, please. Yeah, like get, Hank's animations. Exactly. YouTube.com backslash Hank Farr, as well as my game, Little Brother's Turn. It is on the App Store on Android and iPhone and on PC on Steam and itch.io as well. And uh, I'm just going to say this right now. If you beat uh, my high score, Hank's going to give you five bucks. No. Go do it. Go. I bet, you, I bet you can't beat the high score, which I, today I just found out about a new world high score is uh, 1,120. Whoa. OK, yeah. so if someone beats 1,120, no cheats, uh, yeah. you give them five bucks, which good how luck doing the, that. I don't know how this kid did it that pulled it off. It's insane. But continue. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can find. Is that all? Yeah, that's, that's all I've got. To okay, sweet. Uh, you can find me at Bradley with an E on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Byte, I think is coming back. I think it's making a comeback. It was bought by like a company. So, you know, mm. we'll Hopefully see how works. that goes. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, you can follow me all on there. Um, you can listen to review this podcast uh, if you want. I'm going out of order. Hold on. Let me start with my stuff first. So you can follow me at Bradley with an E everywhere. Um, and then you can go to Brad.rocks and it's everything I've ever done on there. You can also follow this show on Twitter and Instagram at No Good Ideas Pod, um, and you can see kind of behind the scenes and little updates on future episodes. Yeah. You can also review this show, please, on Apple Podcasts because it actually helps a lot. Um, yeah. If you review our show on there, uh, the tenth person to review gets five bucks from Hank. I, you're really pinning this on me. I, <laughs> I, don't, I, want... I don't have any money. <laughs> I mean, I've got 10 bucks. I, but okay, I don't, perfect. I, perfect. <laughs> I don't want to give it away, though. <laughs> oh, whoa. Look at you, Mr. Greedy. What are you, Mr. Capitalist Pig? Oh, Greed, yeah. Mr. McMahon? Yep, it's me, Mr. McScroogerston. That's my McScroogerston. name. McScroogerston. Yeah. That's going to be the sequel to uh, Christmas Story. Or not Chris- You know, the the story that happens during Christmas Anywho, want to bounce Christmas out of here so we can just talk about Legos? Yes! <laughs> Lego right. time. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye.